Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She just goes, okay. She goes, you know what? We're playing in the final tomorrow. I don't want you to feel like you jinxed it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, and signs wait, the poster. Wait, 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 wait. Can you talk about, first of all, you're you're the only person I've ever met that is bargaining with an athlete to not sign something that, they, <laughs> yeah. that you have. She was bargaining with me to sign it. I just signed it. That'd be so bad. Oh, that was funny. everybody welcome into episode 54 of the Bruins and Bruins podcast or more aptly the Pride and Pilsners podcast this week we are still in the hockey podcast network podcast presented by Pride diehards especially and also Bruins diehards on the side it is a special episode today because we are celebrating the back-to-back bona pride champs as I'm calling them the Boston Pride after what was another stellar season and really a stellar playoff. My name is Cam Hasbrook. Drew Johnson is here. We've got one of the best in the biz joining us today, Oliver Antone of Pride Diehards. Oliver, really excited to pick your brain about this. You were down there in Tampa watching this. I was. uh, Beautiful, beautiful city. (laughs) Uh, Looked for Tom Brady all of Saturday. Couldn't find him. Just wanted to talk. Yeah, um, understand. Yeah, but <laughs> I do too, actually, because I'm a I'm a Rams fan, so I was kind of clinging to the oh we knocked him out, and now he comes back. I'm like, oh, I mean, we still won the Super Bowl, which was the greater goal, but it was kind of <laughs> cool to have that as like a little extra, you know. It was it was fitting going back to uh, to Brady's first, but Drew, you looked like no. you had something to say there. I don't know. No, no, yeah, uh, I was but say I one two punch. Oh yeah, <laughs> fair. It wasn't important uh, enough. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're going to get to all of that uh, in just a minute. But first, this is, of course, Pride and Pilsners. I don't, we don't all have Pilsners, so it's just beer. But uh, I'm just drinking a Molson Canadian. It was just keeping it simple today. Uh, I told these guys I've been up since 4 this morning, and it's like almost 6 o'clock p.m. now. So I'm pretty gassed. So we're keeping it simple today. Uh, Molson Canadian drinkability. Pretty high, like a 34. Nice, easy, light beer taste. You could taste like a, I would say about a 12. So, uh, yeah, some pretty good stuff. Um, I, I don't have a glass here, but I know for a fact that it would not pass the Drew test. If I were to pour it into a glass, I would not be able to see Drew through it. Um, but a pretty good, pretty good go-to beer. I don't know. You know, nothing, nothing too crazy about it, but I don't know how many people like down in 
I say down in the States as if not, I'm not also in the United States, but <laughs> I don't know how far it reaches. Like I, I grew up in upstate New York, so we had it there. I live in Maine now. We have it here. But like I, I lived in Maryland for a little bit of time. I'm, I'm pretty sure there's not Molson down there or Labatt's. I don't know how far south they go. Do you have them in Mass? Like True. They, you know? they come around like once in a while. I mean, I see my one of my dad's close friends has like uh... – his parents are from Canada. I don't know. He's tight to his kind Canada of, yeah. origin, so he's he's drinking Molson's a lot. So he yeah, finds he's get him somewhere. Yeah, maybe maybe that's a trek to New Hampshire or something. Yeah, could be. Uh, Drew, what you got? I have something I've featured before: a clown shoes space cake double IPA, and the art on that oh. I just love. Um, a lot going so on pride and pride and double IPAs. Uh, there you go. Really, the, the alliteration isn't there. Drinkability. Ooh, double IP. I remember when I was on my second of these in the past uh, episode, they were pretty easy to drink. Um, mm-hmm. Drinkability, I'm going to go with an eight. Um, eight. Tasteability, though, it's pretty damn heavy. Uh, like, you can really taste that hoppiness, but it also tastes pretty dark. I, I'd be interested... Like looking into the can is obviously different, but I'd be interested in pouring this into a glass and seeing if it passes. Yeah, you should do it for science oh. later. Yeah, I'll do it for science. Um, but drinkability, <laughs> I already did. Tasteability, we'll go 30. 30. All right, awesome. Oliver, I know you've got a, a local favorite, it sounds like. Yep. So uh, I've got with me uh, Disc and Cider. Uh, it is, this is their 615. Uh, I prefer the, uh, little blondie a little more. It's a little lighter, but, uh, it's a local brew down here in Nashville. Uh, that's where I attend college. It's a local brew, the, uh, brewery I've never toured. Apparently it's a great tour, but, uh, taste is a solid 10 out of 10. I mean, it's always got great flavor. They mix them up with each one. This one has, I think, sweet tea in it, which I am not Ooh, a sweet tea person. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a Providence oh, kid. No, I mean, I'm born and raised. I guess uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're an one. import there, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, this one is great. The uh, It bounces back and forth between my two favorite drinkability. These things go down like butter. Uh, so, <laughs> again, I'd say a solid 9 out of 10. Um, you can crush these pretty hard despite the fact that they always come in a tall can yeah so. well that's not a bad thing that, that's that goes hand in hand very well if it's if it's the tall can it's crushable <laughs> you fewer refills fewer trips back to the fridge you know it's all good so exactly um so i, I figured we just start you know we don't need to build up too much i want to start right at the championship game because you were there second row Having yeah. followed this team very closely all season, you know, getting a, a chance like that. And, and again, this is a, a, a one game final. So this is not, you know, there's nothing to, there's no time to to mess around here. We'll, we'll go back to the rest of the season after, but take us there. Tampa Bay, Connecticut whale versus Boston pride for the PHF final, trying to go back to back. You're in the second row. What kind of emotions are you feeling for that? That must've been incredible. So to understand what I was feeling on Monday, you have to understand how I felt on that Sunday against Toronto. So we first go in, I get into the rink, uh, and anytime I go, I do a standard snapshot of where I'm sitting at uh, with some caption that I find witty, the rest won't. But I'm going in, I put my phone down, 
uh, pride finish warmups. Uh, and then it hits me. I'm sitting there and I'm like, this could end tonight. And despite the fact of being one of the longer seasons in PHF history, I'm sitting there and I'm going, it's, this could be over. And all the fun, all everything. And so all of a sudden you have every tweet that you're going to tweet if they win in your mind. And then all of a sudden I'm thinking, man, what do I say if we lose? And that's a scary thought. And so Toronto ended up, the emotion got uh, taken out somewhat early on after that one, after uh, Pride did very well in that game. And we get to, uh, we get to Monday. And first and foremost in game, going back to that game prior, uh, Taylor Gerard, first overall pick for the Connecticut Whale. uh, Her dad's sitting next to me for the Whale Whitecaps game. Great guy. Huge shout out. Is apparently my new best friend. But, uh, he finds <laughs> awesome. me. He, so, uh, uh, well, when he gets up and I tell him, I'm like, oh, well, I hope that we see you in less friendly circumstances the next day. Uh, and uh, I go in and uh, he's the first person that finds me in the rink. I haven't found my seat yet. I'm walking <sighs> to my seat and he's screaming my name, running towards me. Uh, and He's like, all right, we're going to convert you to be a whale fan for tonight. And uh, I'm saying, no, 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 these colors don't run. But um, uh, but I go in, and uh, here's the funny thing about it. I'm in class while I'm going in. That's the way uh, to do it. <laughs> uh, so I have – You learn from experiences, that- <laughs> right? Like this is an experience. It's a rare one. <laughs> so, one, this professor is huge on, uh, on networking, but that's not the point. I get in. <laughs> Uh, and I take the first hour of class on Zoom. This is the first time that this class is offered in person. It has been on Zoom the entire semester, uh, and finally this professor felt comfortable teaching us in person, and he tells us that on Sunday. He's like, we're going to be in person tomorrow, and I'm going, no. Nah. <laughs> so uh, I sent him an email. He agrees to let me be online, uh, and so I go into the rink. I can't hear anything of what's going on, and it is just white noise at that point. And there were about 50, uh, 50 minutes on the clock going into the game. And I'm just thinking 50 minutes and no matter what, it's over now. So I kind of for 20 minutes, I'm on and off. I log off, log out of class once it ends. Uh, and it ended at about 8.30 Eastern time. And so now I'm like, all right, now it's real. So prior just about finishing warmups, they're still taking warmups. I'm grabbing video. I'm gla- grabbing clips to throw into a montage should all – go well and i i don't think the seriousness of it dawned on me until puck dropped and i was like man connecticut's really good Mm. and no matter who i was going to that game no matter what but no matter who was in it but the fact that it was boston in that game i'm sitting there and i'm going this this will hurt if we go down uh and it was quite this fear, quite this tenseness of every time I was sitting close to Katie Burt. I was sitting next to Katie Burt's family. Uh, I'd like to add they're wonderful and amazing, but I'm sitting next to Katie Burt's family. And every time they're in our zone, it's just tense. Mm-hmm. It is heart pounding. Holy cow. What's going to happen? Because Connecticut was a very systematic team. Colton Orr made that team run like a system and it was running like a well oiled machine and Katie Burt standing on her friggin' head and I'm just terrified until Demps scores and so finally Demps goes down and 
there's this little wave of relief for a second. It's like, we can do this. It was this, we have done everything. We have pulled off Stranger Miracles before. And I'm going, okay, we got a good shot now. Uh, and uh, of course, because we're on the scoring side, uh, we score. I'm making eye contact with Taylor Gerard's dad. Mm-hmm. He does not seem happy that he scored <laughs> in any shape or form. Um, and I'm feeling good. And then Connecticut scores, and this sinking feeling kind of comes over. I'm like, hey, it's one goal. And then they scored again. And for a period and a half, there was just this gut-wrenching pit in my stomach because Abby Ives is a phenomenal goaltender. And I'm just sitting there, and she's standing on her head, same as Katie Burt was. And I'm going, we got to figure out something to get this pass, or we can't keep the puck on our own zone. Uh, and Demps takes that five-minute major. Uh, and I was practically hopeless at that point. I am a very <laughs> passionate sports fan. And everything in me was like, no, 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 bad, bad, bad. Um, and then we get out. Uh, and so I, uh, we get to intermission. We get to second intermission. It's 2-1. And I say, you know, and I'm a very superstitious fan. Uh, and I believe sometimes the things that I wear have bad luck. The things that I touch have bad luck. And I say, you know what? I'm going out. I'm going out with a bang. So uh, my buddy who's sitting next to me, I said, go to the car. Uh, and grab my keep calm and trust Jillian Dempsey shirt. He's like, okay, because I'm just wearing a normal Boston Pride hockey uh, hoodie at this moment. And uh, at that point, they come out on the ice, and I hold it high. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to believe. Uh, and everything was just intense and passionate. And again, I'm sitting next to Katie Burt's fram- family, and <laughs> we're we're emotional messes. We're like on our, the edge of our seat for everything and then we score and it was like this wave washing over uh, and so for a brief second i'm trying to get on espn because <laughs> of course of course being an idiot i want to be on espn <laughs> they've gotten every other person in my section with a pride towel with a pride shirt and i'm like it's gotta be me it was never me um and so by the time i have the chance to tweet that roselli scored when Skowski was putting the next one in uh, I literally look up, see when shoot and score. And I'm like, Oh God, we scored a second time. Uh, and I am screaming at the top of my lungs. <laughs> I'm surrounded by Connecticut fans. Taylor Gerard's family is surrounding me, except Katie. Richardson. I am screaming like a madman. I'm going to get beat up and I don't care. <laughs> uh, and that was the emotion the entire time after that. It wasn't this don't let them score. It was we're controlling. We got this. Uh, and being there when the buzzer rang, I think, was the coolest part about it. it. was just hearing everyone scream and cheer and watching the dog pile in person. It's something you don't get on TV. <sighs> yeah. mm-hmm. There's so much emotion uh, I do uh, tear up. I don't cry, disappointed in myself, but I do start tearing up and I'm uh, literally on the verge of crying because uh, it's just such a moment that after everything this season felt so earned and so just gritted and thought through. And that was the best part about it. Yeah, it's and that's kind of been the thing with, with the team this year. I feel like like we've talked about it in the past, looking into, into last season and even before, that 
we kind of took for granted like the Pride are just going to win because they find ways to win. And they, they're not always the most dominant team throughout the course of the season, but they find ways to win when it matters. You look in the last year, I mean, I you know who knows what happened. Obviously, the, the initial cancellation of the tournament and stuff, but they didn't look like they had it that first time around through Lake Placid. It gets canceled, they come back. All of a sudden, when things matter, they find a way to win it. This season, similar thing. I mean, you know, I, I think everybody kind of saw the potential that they had. I don't think they were ever an easy game, but they were kind of a middle-of-the-pack team as far as statistics go. They finished the regular season with a plus-one goal differential, third in the league. You know, not not bad, but very much middle of the pack. And then the playoffs come around. And, I, I, like, again, I feel like a spoiled fan, but, like, I felt like going in, I was like, oh, yeah, just wait till the playoffs come. Like, it's going to be a whole new beast. And it was. 15 goals for, three goals against the entire postseason. They go and knock off the, the league's best team by, you know, statistically through the regular season of the championship. It's just incredible that this – it's they have this on and off switch that – even in the course of the game, like you saw in person, it's just like remarkable the way that they can just kick it on when they know they have to do something. And I'm not sure if it's just the 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 team they have or the system they play or a combination, but it is it is genuinely incredible. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I, I was just gonna say, you know, kind of going into that game, I was like just feeling confident that same vibe of the pride are just gonna they're just gonna win. Um, and then like Connecticut was just like just such a stone wall and then comes with the uh, with those two goals and I I was just feeling like oh no uh maybe it's not cuz I'm just so used to the pride being great. I mean now they're three-time champs and obviously they found a way to pull through but it was just I, I just really thought that was it and then of course they come back. Of course. Um and, and that was fun to see cuz I was I was just like laying on the couch at that point. My girlfriend was watching a movie, but I had it on my laptop. And then when they scored, I was like, oh, my girlfriend was like, what's happening? I was like, oh, they just tied it up. It's good. And then a minute later, I'm just like, yeah. <laughs> holy shit, what? Scared the hell out of her. But uh, yeah, it's just such a great way to win, though, in the end. Like, that's how you want it to go. Yeah. You want it to be that comeback. You want it to be that you're fighting the entire game. And then finally have a breakthrough with two right in a row. So yeah, it, it really was like, like I, going into that game, I'm like, oh, they're you know, like here we go, they're we're about to watch this team win again. This is gonna be sick. They're so good, like they just know. And then they go down, and I'm like, oh man, like shit, <laughs> like maybe I should have like really taken this a little bit less for granted, and like just a pre. And then they came back and won anyway. I'm like, ah, oh, not just kidding. They're actually just that fucking good. Like <laughs> fuck you guys. Like, you know what I mean? In the friendliest way. It's just you know what I mean. It's gonna it's it's gonna stop eventually. It's that's how sports work. You know, like dynasty. I don't wouldn't quite call them a dynasty yet, but they're, you know, you win back to back. You all of a sudden you got to start having conversations. Um, you got to appreciate it, honestly, in 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 the moment that it's going down. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's never too late to jump on, but you know, pretty soon you're gonna start getting called a bandwagon there. So you gotta. I think gotta really I, I think it's really cool too, because like gonna look back 10 20 30 years and the pride are one of just those dominant teams early in the league hell they won it they won the isabel cup before it was even the phf like yeah. that's gonna be cool to look back on because i feel like boston hasn't really had that team ever that in the like origins of the league because boston <laughs> always yeah. having teams early on like they're usually one of the original teams in, in leagues 
but just didn't really have that success early on. So I think that's like the coolest part is like in 20, 30 years, I can look back and be like, yeah, the pride were really one of the dominant teams to start the league. And when you, when you do that, then the road ahead is, is pretty good. Historically, you see teams that dominated early continue to dominate for decades yeah. and decades at times. Building that initial swagger and fan base and, and that sort of thing for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that attracts and that, good players too. Yeah. Well. When you have a culture, yeah. when you have a winning culture like that, and then you have a fan base that's really passionate and behind you, that that's what, I mean, I'm not a professional hockey player, but imagine that would have some players really see that as positive. Um, Andrew, where, would you, where would you play? Go ahead. Just tell us where, where do you think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Around in Boston, actually, Maine Mariners. I'd love to play for the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, just show up at practice and be like, "Can I try out?" <laughs> Good luck <laughs> with the beer mug. Your fourth wing PTO. <laughs> yeah, player training operative. The player training fourth tier PTO. Player training operative. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, I want to talk about a couple of specific players, but first, I believe Drew has something he would like to say about DraftKings off the cuff. Drew, I was gonna say, I think it's time. I'll let that pause up, but I really had a burp there. The NHL season has been packed with dirty dangles, hat tricks, big wins, and feeling the sweat sweat. like never before. As the action rolls on, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has your shot to win big two. New customers can bet just $1. I said $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right. A bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot and millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download that DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. 21 plus restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Ooh, all right. how, how much of a headache does that save you, Cam? Now that they changed the disclaimer to just like look at the show notes for like honestly, like if you asked me like eight hundred like, gambler ago, number, you had asked me like three months ago, it would have been really nice. But then you know we started to kind of make a game out of it. I was flying through like it was like I don't know if I like like you know growing up I was like pretty you know I knew some kids that skateboarded and I was not that good at it but imagine if I just became really filthy at skateboarding and then like right when I became good they were all like oh it's not cool anymore we do something else now and I'd be like well what the fuck come on I finally got it you know and that was kind of how I felt about it like I finally started nailing the ad reads and the draft but it's with the DraftKings disclaimers (laughs) exactly just as fun as skateboard um anyway we're gonna talk about some specific players on this team um Look, we know we're going to start. Uh, Paulie Mara called her the heart and soul of the team and has been for a long time. We keep calm. We trust Jillian Dempsey. You kind of hinted at it earlier before, but Oliver, can you talk about maybe for, for some, some listeners on here who haven't followed the team for that long, just how Jillian Dempsey I really just embodies the Boston pride as not only a team on the ice, but I feel like an organization off it as well. So if you want me to really talk about how Jillian embodies this team, we got to go all the way back 
to season three. So season three comes around and season three is 2017, 2018. It's an Olympic year. So already this previously stacked Boston Pride team is gutted. And the first person to come back, maybe not the first, but at least the first person that I remember coming back is Jillian Dempsey. And in this year that the Pride were not good, Jillian Dempsey just stood for everything that Boston embodies. She fought for every goal. She fought to get everything passed. She pushed everything forward. And she came all the way, I don't want to say back, but all the way from being kind of this name that was on the Pride to the face of the Pride. So Paul comes in uh, and the next year is the non-Olympic year. Olympians rejoin the team. Jillian Dempsey's back on that top line. She's fighting for every minute. She's playing for every second. And I believe she shared a line with Gigi Marvin uh, and someone else. Season four is a little fuzzy at the top of my head, but she shares this line. She's going up against Nicole Henson. She's going up against Olympic goaltenders, and she's still breaking records. She's pushing through. She's pushing through. And then uh, comes what everyone refers to as not everyone, but what I refer to as the schism and first person that hops over the line or first person that hops back to the NWHL is Jillian Dempsey. And that's just everything that you need to know about her is how much she cares about this community, about how much she cares about this team to come back in the face of it all and continuously and consistently be a leader on this team to continuously and consistently be a school teacher and a professional hockey player because it's she does not let those duties slip her by. I want to add during the bubble, she continuously taught class and came to games at four wow. o'clock that night. It's crazy. That's insane. It's just, That's absolutely insane. And so she just embodies the strength that is Boston. If you want to talk about athletes that have embodied Boston, Patrice Bergeron, Zidane Chara, David Ortiz, uh, and before he left us, Tom Brady, people that put up the fight no matter what, that's it. Jillian Dempsey embodies Boston in that and is just a one-of-a-kind person that sticks with her team no matter what. And every time they've had the back, their backs against the wall, the first person believing in them is Jillian. And that's the best part. Yeah, that's the kind of... I mean, that, that backbone that makes comebacks like we saw possible is you got to have that steady leadership. And, you know, mo- most, if not all, championship teams have that kind of player. And, yeah, yeah the Pride are lucky that it's been Julian Dempsey for this long. Um, you can't really go much further than just going back to the goaltending again. You already talked about Katie Burt, but uh, 141 goals against, 958 save percentage in the regular season, then goes to the playoffs, 82 stops on 85 shots, an even one goals against 965 save percentage with a shutout. Also an assist in the postseason, which is just badass. Paul Yamera correctly called her the best goalie in the league. And this one, you kind of have to go back for because the pride have been very blessed with goaltending. I was a huge, and still am a, a big Louisa Slander fan. Um, she played college at the school that I grew up watching hockey at. So, uh, had the connection and then going to the Boston team. 
Katie Burt has become the star of the show, not only in Boston, but really a- across the league. I mean, what can you say about her as just a- an absolute brick wall in that? Uh, brick wall Burt is how I, uh, how I like to describe it. <laughs> oh. And uh, once again, to go back with her. So season four, Katie Burt joins the Boston Pride and uh, replaces Brittany the Ot- Otter. Doesn't replace Otter's riding the bench behind her, though, backing up. And was something special and different. The only reason Katie Burt didn't win goaltender of the year that year is because Shannon Zabados and Nicole Hensley were the, uh, were the people going up against her. Two Olympic goaltenders were the ones going up against her. And she fought her own against Olympians, against everything. And then she continued with the PW, uh, honing her skill, and just shows up as an absolute monster. I want to take into account how many pride games were won and lost by a score of two to one or three to two or even two nothing. Like Katie Burt backboned so much about it of scores that could have been so different if she didn't stand on her head. Case in point, the Toronto overtime loss that she played in comes in only gives up a goal on the flukiest type of goal you can get after stopping two Michaela Grant Mantis breakaways. Not an easy task. <laughs> and just overall has this confident attitude that consistently embodies what this team is. Fight till the end. She doesn't get rattled. Like, she gave up that goal. In uh, in the Connecticut game, that first goal, and again, I'm sitting very close to her. I watched her shake it off and get back in net. I was just like, okay. She goes up the second one, and she immediately skates up to Jillian and someone else. I can't remember off the top of my head. Says something. I'll never know what. And then gets back in goal. That's it. She knows her job is if one goes in, okay. Let's play the rest of this. Because that first goal that went by Burt in that Connecticut game, not her fault. Got the weirdest bounce that I thought was offsides legitimately for how far on the blue line that shot came from. (laughs) And just shook it off, got back in and played out of her head. That's Katie Burt. You know, I think, I I think in goaltending, a lot of the good goaltenders, like like you said, Oliver with Burt, just not getting rattled and kind of having that mentality. It's one save at a time. It's one scoring chance at a time. And just forget about if you gave up a goal, just, just focus on, I'm going to save the next one. And I would love to have Kat Silverman, who's obviously been on the podcast a lot, thanks to Chris Gear. All it took was buying a house with her um, <laughs> to, to get her as a constant goalie expert on the podcast. Um, but I would love to hear her also break down uh, Katie Burt because that would that'd be awesome. She gives great insight, and I would love to hear that. Uh, but, like, it just, yeah. Uh, it's great to have that like just solid, amazing goaltender because that's any team in any sport. There's there's usually one position that can really has the most influence in football. You see that as quarterback, but like goaltending in hockey is just so important. The consistency to have there, um, especially when it comes playoff time, is is just so vital. And the fact that Bert was able to bring that. Um, it is like like you said during that final uh oliver that she just stood on her head despite you know those those two goals 
by Connecticut, like that can easily get a lot of goaltenders a little bit rattled there and, and doubtful of what they're able to do. But just from then on, just, just shut the door. Turn it on once again when it matters. Just the, the theme exactly. Incredible. Got to win the big games. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, we got to go to a personal favorite, of course, because we've had her on the pod and because she's just <laughs> well, you haven't. Incredible. You haven't, Cam. Yeah, I, I've gotten I've gotten very unlucky as far as scheduling goes, but that's another story. Uh, Mallory Siliotis just. Uh, an anchor on D and an incredible athlete and an incredible person too. And slugs beers with the absolute best of them, which might be the, the best of it all. <laughs> I mean, what can you say? You're wearing a 47 hat. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, Mallory is first and foremost, one of the, the nicest people I have ever met. Uh, just, uh, again, I said, I'm very superstitious. I'm going through the autograph line uh, and I mentioned something about my hat. I'm like, man, I really want you to sign my hat, but I will never wear it if it's signed. <laughs> uh, and she's like, no, she's like, I got a silver marker. Let me sign it. And I'm like, I promise you, I won't wear it. I'm going to feel like it's bad luck. And she goes, okay. She goes, you know what? We're playing in the final tomorrow. I don't want you to feel like you jinxed it. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> uh, and signs wait, the wait, 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 wait. Can you talk about, first of all, you're, you're the only person I've ever met that is Bargaining with an athlete to not sign something that they, that you have. <laughs> she was bargaining with like, me no, to I sign it. God, I'm sign this. I'm be so mad. Like, no, let the me worst do part it is, anyway. You're like, no. <laughs> the worst part is, uh, uh, I want to. I think Sammy Davis was in between. Uh, was in between Mallory and uh, Kaylee in fra- between Mallory and Fr- and Friday, and I get to Friday. <laughs> And we did the Keep Common Trust Jillian Dempsey shirts in memory of her death. And I pull out this shirt. I'm like, hey, were you signing this? <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, Mallory, first of all, is a huge advocate for the community. And I think that that's what uh, stems the most. Second of all, total badass. Just yeah. does stem as her day job. Yeah casual Yale grad it's like all right <laughs> chill also a uh University of Maryland that. grad student let's go but, um but, 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 uh and <laughs> that's just you know the tip of the iceberg Tito and Gordy are amazing uh, and what ends up happening is so the people that are sitting in front of me have never been to a PHF game before if maybe they had come earlier in the week, but as for me, they basically had said it was their first time going to PHF games. They've never been to a women's hockey game before. And they're sitting in front of me. They're like writing signs on their phone uh, to get players to see. They're trying to get on ESPN. They're just having fun. And game ends. Uh, I go over to try and get a, a few pictures and they kind of follow. And one of them's holding a sign. That's a shotgun a beer with me. Uh, <laughs> And first of all, does it matter what in any other league, no one's saying yes to that because that's their beer. That's their celebration beer. And instead, Mallory skates up and goes, do you have a beer? <laughs> the girl's like, no, I don't. She's like, okay. She skates, grabs a Michelob Ultra, comes <laughs> back, gives her the beer. And is like, all right, we're going to shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> and it was awesome. <laughs> 
Mallory is like legitimately my hero. That is the fucking most badass thing Dude, I've ever heard. It, it, it was so funny because we've had her on. I think it's. It, it, I mean, it's definitely twice. I don't it think was there twice, was a third yeah. time. It was twice. So the first one, I remember very vividly because Chris <laughs> and I were like on the call like ten minutes early. Like we were just like, all right, we gotta like you know plan this. We have the list. We had a list of questions that our dedicated <laughs> listeners out there know, which we don't we, do ever. We, we don't, don't plan no, show plan questions. Anything. Anything. Hang on a second. We yeah. we rarely even plan like topics. Like unless I pulled a it's, couple like, stats trade today. deadline or yeah. a guy scores like fucking five goals in a game. Like we do not talk like plan anything. Like we're gonna talk about this. So we had a list of questions. It was just like so tense at first. And we, it was like an interview. Like I felt like I was like on sixty, like I was sixty minutes. Like I was a journalist <laughs> on the side, and we're like interviewing her. And then, so it went well. Like we gelled well. So we were like, all right, let's let's try to have her on a second time. And we do. And it's just me and Chris, just like having a drink with her, hanging out. Like it felt like I, we were just at a bar, and it was just like this conversation. It was so great. She, it was just. I mean, the way we treated it at first, or we were nervous, and she made us feel kind of comfortable, like talking with her, like. Um, it doesn't need to be so professional in a way <laughs> and we're never professional. Um, it, it, it was just so awesome having that like second episode to really just like talk, talk hockey, talk life, have a beer. And, uh, it, uh hopefully the, the next time we have her on, which we're hoping during what Chris, Chris promised was a 10 week, uh, victory lap. Um, hopefully we can <laughs> have her on again it should be awesome and, and maybe cam can be here finally. yeah no I think if she's... you have her on again when i'm not there i'm gonna fucking kill you to be honest. no i think that's the funniest <laughs> thing because she, like and that was during a transition point where like we were your work schedule had changed and shit um we <laughs> she is by far we've said like a lot of people are replacing cam on this podcast especially during that era the whole joke that we're gonna fire cam uh she definitely was the best replacement for cam there yeah, ever i think was she i think her most podcast. of her impression of me as a person is like oh yeah fuck cam he's not yeah, here like, seriously, like, i think she said fuck is... cam one time i have like so much it, i want to talk to you about the cold and... open where she we were like, oh, yeah. I'm a meme it's, in He's like, Mal's hi, I'm life. Chris That's here. <laughs> we got Drew Johnson here. I'm Mal and and uh, no Cam. And she said, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's my little. <laughs> so that's where I'm at right now. So I've got a hill to climb here. So anyway, what I'm hearing is I need to go on for for Cam instead. When the next time you yes. have Mal on, yes, exactly. yes, yes, yes. So it'll be I'll Oliver, Cam, uh, Oliver, Chris, and Mal. Um, it'll actually be the entire Boston Pride team. Cam misses. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> brutal i'm gonna schedule her and not tell you guys she's gonna be real confused when you turn on the camera and it's just you like, who I'm the hell are you you have like cutouts of, of uh, <laughs> oliver me and chris yeah, drew's, and drew's tired back there <laughs> he borrowed the brains cutouts that... that they used in the bubble. <laughs> yeah the... <laughs> Fucking it's me and Patrice what, Bergeron. He's what happened to Fathead, man? Fathead <laughs> was such the fad when I was in middle school. Everyone yeah, had a fat head. Dude, my cousins even had fat heads of themselves that like, their <laughs> mother made when they were playing Pop Warner. Like she could order it and shit. Like that's how big it was. And you suddenly... couldn't go to someone's house and they didn't have yeah. one on their door. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like it's just like yeah, you were like, like a, be, like, like a, a young point sports fan from like 2006 to like. I don't know, probably before that. I don't know. When did they start? 
Does vibe to like seems 2015. Right. Yeah, 06 so you had right. a fat It was middle sure. school for me. Anytime you hit that like 10 year period and you were a sports fan under the age of like 21, you probably had a fat head. Yeah, exactly. At least. And there was like an 80% chance you had two. I forget which one I had. Which su- What sucked about them is they're one time use and like it's super yeah, hard yeah. to get off your walls. Yeah, that's the, the thing. Ones yeah. you do, they're, they're, they're done. Yeah. I, I, let's bring that back. We should definitely start bringing that back. We we're, we're looking at Bruins and Bruins is looking to do it's merch. Us, let's not even do our <laughs> own like... merch. Yeah, it's just us. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's Mallory it's... shotgun and a beer. <laughs> yeah. I was thinking it's it's like me and Chris holding Cam up doing like a keg like stand. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> the cam stand. I was like, I could plank it up on top or something. Oh my god. Uh, um, Oliver, we've talked about a couple people. This is, who's maybe a player that, like, you know, there's obviously every every team has their kind of stars, their superstars. Who's maybe a, a below the radar player that really stood out to you over the course of the season and maybe in the playoffs? Okay, I, I wouldn't say below the radar, but mm-hmm. I gotta say, Teresa Vanasova was what the doctor ordered for this team. I mean, uh, we knew she was coming back. She re-signed two weeks before the uh, playoffs. Didn't play in that final series with Buffalo. It's activated for the playoffs and then starts on the first line. Like, it's it's 4-1. They're doing starting lineups. They're like, Teresa Vanasova. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then she makes an immediate difference. Power play, completely different when Vanasova was on it. It was night and day. Uh, but that's kind of more or less a star on the team where gosh it's hard to pick someone that's under the radar especially this season because every player yeah. has such an impact uh as mary parker coming back was a huge thing uh as well who isn't someone that you traditionally pull someone off the top of your head but parker just was there and all of a sudden created a bunch of scoring chances was racking up a ton of assists and you wouldn't even notice. So she's definitely one. Uh, Jenna Rowe also, I, I don't think people realize how big of an impact she has on that team where, until you take her out. And I think if you did, you'd kind of realize this cornerstone that you've lost in your pairings because of just how she moves the puck and the presence she consistently is. She's always somewhere. She's always in the I, I want. I, I don't want to call her an obstacle, but she's always in a spot that makes it inconvenient for the other team. Mm. Consistently. Yeah. No, that's, that's what I got for you. That's a good me. answer. Yeah. <laughs> Couple of them. So, um, Drew, anything else that you can think of off the top of your head? I mean, that was just like well, I looking I forward mean, to next season. I, I guess think... is the next logical step. Like you know, yeah. there's, a, there's a long ways to go, and obviously some decisions to be made and stuff, but. Um, I don't know. I don't see any reason that they have such a solid foundation that it's like, like we said earlier, like we said in previous episodes, like I'm going to keep trusting the Boston pride until they give me a reason not to. And exactly. Yeah. They have not given me a reason not to. So, you know, I, and again, I, I said it at the beginning of this season, I think I can go back. I should go back and find the recordings. Like, you know what I mean? It's just, you don't want to pencil them in for anything, but it's like, all right, here we go. Like they can do it again. And just as likely next season. Yeah, the thing about next season is two additional teams. So you're going from six to eight, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But 
But. I guarantee you, you see some pride players jump. You're either going to see Victoria Hanson or Louisa Salander leave if Katie Burt stays. Yeah. Uh, if Katie Burt resigns, one of them's going to go, despite the fact that they're this phenomenal goaltending tandem. I don't want to see any of them leave. Because, again, a player that flies under the radar again, Victoria Hansen, can go in, shut out a game, and then <laughs> go back to the bench. Like, Also, shout out to Victoria Hansen. I don't know how long she was wearing her goalie gear. She was not the goaltender on the bench for the final. Uh, Salander was. <laughs> but during photos and the celebration, Victoria's in her goaltender gear. Yeah, you gotta be, right? Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know at what point she decided to put it on. I don't know if she was sitting in the, because any players that were scratched were usually ironically sitting behind me. Uh, I met a decent amount of white caps, ribs, and uh, whale players just because they were sitting behind me. <laughs> But uh, no side of that. I want to know. I want to know where Victoria Hansen was. Look, like you, you're about to win a boat. Like you want to. You want to. You're the goalie. You're a goalie. You know what I mean? Like you're not the only goalie, but you're a goalie, and you want to. You want to show off as goalie. You know what I mean? I, I, I would probably do the same thing. Like you don't want to be the one like in like a track jacket, and your kids are like, "Oh, why aren't you wearing the hockey gear?" And you're like, "No, I seriously, <laughs> I didn't play." Sometimes. Like it's just like. I, I understand that. I just, I want to know how long she was in the gear for. Like, I want to yeah, know. Yeah, like, like, when did she make the, the decision? Yeah. I want to know what 18 minute, minutes of the third period, if she was still sitting there in her tracksuit and was like, okay, I can't. And then found out they scored and was like, all right. All right, here we go. Gear. <laughs> yeah, that's a good. If we ever get her on, we'll ask her. <laughs> we'll relay it back. But that's good. <laughs> you're going to see players leave every team. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be something about next year. Montreal we know is one of the expansion markets. So you're going to see some six players head to Montreal. That's almost a guarantee. Just kind of like when it's kind of like when the six became a team, you saw Buffalo players go to the six players that were living in Ontario. Couldn't make it to New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Same thing's going to happen. The question is where this next team is going to be because Boston has it great because they're in a phenomenal hockey market. I mean, college hockey, lives in Boston and women's mm-hmm. college hockey lives in Boston. Absolutely. And that's something that, you know, they're always going to be able to try and pull a good draft because they have that pull of you're going to come and play in the city you've always played in. Great. But the question is going to be players like Solando who might not have this deep attachment to Boston other than, you know, winning two Isabel cups. Yeah. <laughs> might find somewhere else to go. And so that'll be something to see from every team. Cause if that team is Pittsburgh, expect polls from Boston metropolitan and anywhere else. If that team is Detroit, expect polls from Buffalo and Minnesota. Like it's yeah. going to be interesting to see where the league goes next year with these expansion teams. Yeah. That's a good point. The, the geographic difference is a lot to consider there. So you can kind of get lucky. I mean, the good news is if you're a Boston fan, on top of having that initial market, there's probably not too many other places around. They've already gone to Connecticut. There's not too many places. I think you have to, you know, I don't see Portland getting a, t- a team anytime soon. Maybe I'm wrong. Um, but, I, you know, there's probably not too many markets that are going to post you. I mean, obviously, New York and Connecticut are already closed. But Toronto's not too far. I guess Buffalo's not that far. But, again, that's that's still a, quite a ways. So I feel like you have almost like a little bit of, like, strategic, you know, geographic defense, if you will. So, that's uh, yeah. and you know you tack that on top of you know, again like you said, college hockey and especially women's college hockey really funneling through Boston. 
that's an extremely significant recruiting advantage right there. And, and just as far as retaining players as well. I, I would assume also that Minnesota has a pretty good, uh, in terms of reeling yeah. players in because Minnesota is also one of those places that just has, it, it's always, I feel like between Boston and Minnesota, I know like Detroit with the Red Wings, they call themselves hockey town. Fuck that. Like, yeah, <laughs> like Gordy Howe made it that way, but like, come on, it's really in the modern era. It's really Boston and Minnesota. Like just having that hockey, hockey culture there. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. I just feel like they're the two capitals of hockey in in, in the U.S. In the United yeah. States, probably fair. Yeah. yeah, Boston's an intriguing place to play. I mean, yeah, maybe they add a team in Wisconsin because of just how good the Badgers have been in women's hockey for how long. Yeah, but yeah, where the next team goes is going to be awesome. I'm I'm pulling for Nashville. Uh, oh, cool. yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Uh, Preds are putting up a brand new a brand new practice facility. It's gonna have some awesome uh, seating and awesome rink. I'm pulling for a team here. That'd be sweet. Yeah, that'd be yeah. great. That'd be hell sweet. We'll be coming out to visit then if that's okay. <laughs> We're inviting. Yeah, exactly. Out there. <laughs> <laughs> Please do. on the road. I love it. Um, all right. Well, Oliver, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, I was awesome to get your first person perspective i mean it's, it's rare to get Absolutely. I mean, that kind of opportunity i'm sure you know you appreciated it so um yeah to have that insight into, into what it was like just on the other side of the glass is, has been awesome i've been so good enough so um i mean obviously we got pride diehards here but anything anything that you would like to plug specifically <laughs> uh i have way too much to plug no uh obviously pride diehards has been uh, phenomenal and great. You can find us at BruinsDieHards.com on Twitter at Pride Diehards. We do a ton of stuff. We have our podcast of our own. Paul Mara is always a consistent host. Colleen and Danielle rotate through on um, co-hosting with Paul and John. It's phenomenal. Go check it out. They're wonderful. We're hoping to bring uh, tonight in the PHF back for a second season next year. That's powered by my production company, GKI Productions. You can find us at gkiproductions.net. Any of our work is there. we got a lot of cool stuff coming soon. Please feel free to check us out. You can find me on Twitter at Oliver underscore Antone. I tweet random stuff about, obviously, the pride, a lot about the Bruins, uh, and randomly stuff about Belmont basketball. Come Fair. on down. I'm cool with it. Um, yeah, we'll have to have you back for some some more Bruins stuff sometime. But obviously, today was uh, rightfully dedicated to the Pride. So and the next ten weeks, yeah, and the next ten weeks, the ten week <laughs> victory. The next ten lap. weeks, I think we always just have to mention that the Pride is a World Cup champion. Yeah, it's like no, relishing that ten week victory tour. Yeah, however many players you bring back, I want to know how many recognize me. Like that's that's gonna be fun. We got to play guess who. <laughs> yeah, it'll be good. I love it. <laughs> Um, you see Mallory before us, and you talk to her, tell her to come fix the game. <laughs> <laughs>